the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, coming at you live from AM860, The Answer. We're also streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, drbillradiomd.com, and I think a couple other platforms. And I think Joe got us on Spotify, but I don't know, Ken. Are you there this morning? I am here, sir, yes. Well, thank God. I was. I thought I was going to have to be here all alone <laughs> on a New Year's Day. No, I would never abandon you, Doc. <clears throat> no, by the way, Happy New Year to you and to everyone out there. 2023. Yeah, 2023. And congratulations to Georgia for uh, winning uh, against Ohio and, and TCU upset in Michigan. Wow. That was Good. a surprise. That was a surprise. Especially Good to Michigan. Going, yeah. So it's going to be Georgia and TCU next week, huh? Yeah, it looks like it. Unless... Looks like it. Unless I'm going to have to go with Georgia on that. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to win it, but TCU will give them a run for their money, at least for three quarters. Wouldn't mind seeing them win. I like to see some fresh faces up there. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the SEC has just dominated the uh, college football scene for so long. Uh, it's time to uh, get a little new blood in there, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And this is a sports chat with Doc, in case you just joined us. And we don't know anything about sports, but we're having fun <laughs> chatting about That's it. right. We sound like we know what we're talking about, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody get the odds makers on the line here. <laughs> so how is your Christmas? We haven't talked in two weeks. I mean, how how was your Christmas and all that? My Christmas was, uh, it was good. I have no complaints. Uh, we went over to eat with uh, Ken and Barbie, our old neighbors, and we had a, a wonderful dinner, and their son and daughter-in-law with two little kids were there. And it was nice to have little kids running around the house. You know, it, it it's not Christmas without kids. That's, That's right. Really, you know, I mean, it's it's about, you know, throwing a shout out to Jesus, but it's also about little kids, you know, being happy and running around and having fun. And, uh, you know, it's a good time of year because everybody is supposed to be peaceful and loving and giving. And the whole world celebrates it. It, it surprises me. I, everywhere I go, <laughs> they're you know, even the Muslim world celebrates, a lot of the Muslim world celebrates Christmas. That Go I didn't figure. know. Yeah. 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 Why a lot you of, know, you, they, you know, when you're an adult, you just relive your childhood through your kids on well, Christmas. Yeah, or you know. somebody else's kids. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, you know, get rid of yours. Use somebody <laughs> else's. You can send them home. <laughs> <laughs> That's called grandchildren, isn't it? Yeah, yes, that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, get them uh, out. Go ahead. So, uh. I'm in the office at the end of the week here, and we were going to take off, and we did take off, and we came over to Cocoa Beach, and we're over here for the weekend. So Thursday, before we left, Thursday morning, we had a half day at the office uh, because we have to make sure we take care of our Canadians as well as our American uh, patients. And uh, so we had this little old lady, 93 years old, come in, and she said, I think I've had a stroke. 
I said, really, when? She said, last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why didn't you come in earlier? And she, she couldn't lift her left foot up, and she had had some kind of a, a like a lightning bolt headache. And so I'm guessing she had a little bleed in her, in her brain. And uh, she said, well, my kids paid for me to come down here for a vacation, and I only have so much money, and I didn't want to ask them for any more money, and I knew the workup would cost a lot of money. So wow. she says, I, I, she says I've got $1,000. I'm trying to think, how can we get this done for 1000 But we, we figured it out. Now, I don't know if we're going to get everything done. but So she really did have, a, she did have a, an emergency. She should have attended to much earlier, obviously. Oh, yeah, you know, but uh, – isn't it funny how as we get older, we worry more and more about money. And I see that with a lot of older people. Uh, my next door neighbor, I mean, she's got a couple million in the bank and she'll go from Winn-Dixie to Publix to Walmart to see which one has a can of cat food that's 10 cents or 20 <laughs> cents cheaper. <laughs> I'm like, Well, you know, my mom was like that and they came through the depression. So every oh, dime, every dime was well, saved. She grew, you know, and me young Jews the same way. She, she grew up poor, so. Uh, she she counts every li- little penny and nickel and dime, and uh, she's always yelling at me for spending too much. And you could have gotten that cheaper, and you know, on and on. And I'm like, you know what? Time is money, and if you want me to work, then you got to let me do things as expediently as I possibly can. I mean, that's just part of life. Well, nothing wrong with trying to save some money, though. No, nothing wrong with. But that. when you get I obsessed mean, with it, that's when you. Yeah, you don't be penny wise and pound foolish. Takes you more. You're spending more in the gas to get to get to the stores. Yeah. When you're doing that. So, by the way, that's going to go way up again. I've been reading. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I was reading just yesterday that uh, they're saying if China opens up like it's starting to look like it's going to, then gas could be back at around seven dollars a gallon for folks in California in the not too distant future. Oh, that doesn't hurt. I mean, that hurts my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) There's also there's also some refineries problems going on right now as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because the uh, companies haven't wanted to put money into refineries with the uh, with the uh, the policies of our current regime. I mean, it's just stupid. Why would they want to do that when they're being told not to sell gas and oil? Yeah, well, who exactly? You know, go build a billion dollar refinery. Oh, by the way, we're trying to put you out of business. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And then and then and then the uh, administration says, well, it's not our fault. It's that the uh, companies like. BP and Shell and all those, they don't want to build any new refineries or update the old ones. And they're like, well, dude, if you, <laughs> you know, we can't make any money, how if, are we going to build them? If this was your money, what would you do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have responsibility to the stockholders right. as well as to yeah. their employees. Can the, so gov- can the government build a refinery if it wanted to? No, they cannot. Can't compete? Nope. Yeah. That's, not, that's not in our constitution. Hopefully it'll never be. So at any rate, speaking of California, we're down at the little beach hut getting a beer the other day, two days ago, and uh, looking at the Atlantic Ocean. You probably didn't know this, but the Atlantic Ocean is on the eastern side of Florida. We live on the west coast, so we just think that the, the whole ocean is the Gulf of Mexico. We don't know. <laughs> hey, ours we're, is warmer. And yeah, we're very provincial. So at any rate, I meet this guy from California. He's uh, there with his wife. And the mother-in-law is paying to take them on a cruise. So we get to talk, and I said, oh, California. Oh, my God, you must be a left-wing loony, and we're going to have to shoot you. So, of course, we got into it. 
And he said, if it wasn't for California, the country would sink. We pay 52% of the federal income tax. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> Not even close. 52%? No. no it's, I, you know, I looked it up. It's like 13% that California pays. And per capita, now this is 2017, they paid about $1,000 more per person than Florida did. But that's reversed in 2019, 2020, because we have so many more affluent people moving into Florida and so many more businesses. And a lot of businesses are leaving California. And you say, well, where does the majority of our, our tax money come from? Doesn't it come from imports and excise taxes and taxes on corporations? No, 51% comes from personal income tax. And of course, the uh, the Medicare and Social Security and Medicaid, that comes out of our taxes, our, our earnings too. So that's personal. And the smaller proportion is uh, import duties and excise taxes and corporate taxes. But really, you know, it's not a, a big amount. The overwhelming majority of the money comes from you and me. It's always, been, it's always been like that. It will always be like that. And so I'm, I'm thinking 52%. He said, if we seceded from the union, you wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> we'd, we'd go down there and we'd dig a trench all the way around you, push you out into the ocean. We'd start, no. we'd start uh, setting off charges along the Andre, Andre, Andreas Fault there. Yeah, we could get rid see, of some excess nuclear devices. There. Yeah, just see if we can float them on out into the <laughs> Pacific just a little bit. But you know what? It, it's such a beautiful state, and there's so many resources there. It's just a drop-dead gorgeous state. You, if you drive all the way from San Diego up to, up to the Oregon border, you're going to see scenery like you will not see almost anywhere else on Earth. Really gorgeous. I did a part of that once from L.A. up to San Francisco. So that was, yeah, stopped at just, the, uh, the castle, the Hearst Castle there, and all that. Uh, yeah, we did that too. That was before the bums were all over the place. So now I guess you'd have to run over a couple of them to get up to the castle. <laughs> well, they take you up there in a bus now, I think. So. Oh, do they? Yeah. You used to be able to drive up there. No, they have Those this whole, they, whole, they, they built this whole souvenir place, of course, you know. Oh, yeah. Big Sur. That's right where it is. So if you're out in California ever and you want to see what's that called, San... Simeon, San, Cl- San Clemente, was it? Oh, San Simeon, you're right, San Simeon. San, San, no, San Clemente, Clemente was, was where uh, Nixon Nixon's. lived, right. Yeah, the yeah. San Simeon. San Simeon, and th- that was built by by the Hearst family. And, uh, of course, Arnold married into the family, as you know. Mm-hmm. He married uh, uh, into the Shriver family, which married into the Hearst family. And so they got connections there. And we were there the week after Arnold and and his wife uh, were there, Maria, and uh, so we didn't get to swim in the pool though, but they did. <laughs> well, yeah. But you can rent it out if you want. I mean, you can rent the place for an event. Oh, like a wedding there, or something, huh? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, because it, it was too much to keep up for the Hearst family, so that I think they gave it to the state, and now the state keeps it up. So they got to make some cash off of that puppy. Well, that would be a gorgeous so, spot for a wedding. Yeah, they charge admission now, and you know the bus ride. I think that's a hundred thousand dollars to get up there. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's fascinating. And then you it go is. up the coast through the uh, uh, like Yosemite or something like that. That's unbelievably beautiful. Yeah, un- it's it's just gorgeous. And when you get up uh, up in the San Francisco area, and then you can go over to Yosemite, and what a unique park that is. And but enough of California. And uh, by the way, this guy said DeSantis was a criminal and should be locked up. And I said, honey, go get my, go get my squirrel gun. 
And he turned to his mother-in-law and said, see, I told you, I told you these Floridians are all like this. <laughs> You're not making a lot of friends over there on the East Coast. No, well, we actually, we are. I was talking to uh, one of the guys that worked downstairs, an older black guy, and um, he and I were talking and, you know, we're the same age and same, same era, same experiences. And so we swapped stories and talked a little bit about uh, Muhammad Ali because he said, where are you from? I said, Louisville. He said, oh, Muhammad Ali. I said, yeah, I, I knew Muhammad. I told you that, didn't I? Yes. Yes, you did. Well, back and, is a long uh, time ago. Yeah. And uh, well, just to remind everybody, he his mother worked down the street from uh, from our house. And so he would come out with his brother, Lucius Cassius and Lucius Clay, and uh, they'd pick up their mom. And he'd also say hi to us. And uh, when he won the Golden Gloves, he brought those out and his mom wore them around her neck. And then when he won his Olympic medal, uh, he brought it out and uh, he was down at David Van Humbert's. And so we were all down there. And, Oh, Cassius, let us see. And he showed us. I said, Cassius, can we show mom and dad? And he said, sure, Billy. And he put it around my neck. And I'm running <laughs> around the neighborhood with his Olympic gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> he is a very trusting soul. <laughs> well, he was a really nice guy. I mean, you would not. If his public persona and his private uh, were very different. He was really a nice guy. He, he was a great showman. And, I heard he had a great uh, sense of humor. Oh, he did, and he was just a really sweet card. He was real gentle with us little kids. We were, like, looking up at this giant, you know, because we were, what, 10, 11 years old, so we thought he was Superman. Any rate, so uh, this guy uh, and I are talking, this elderly black guy in the parking lot, and uh, he said, well, Louisville turned its back on on Muhammad Ali when he uh, said he wouldn't fight in the Vietnam War. And he, I said, no, not the whole city. Come on. That, that's not true. I mean, I, I think that people were uh, kind of amazed that he would take that stand uh, being a boxer. And then he said he couldn't do it because he was a Muslim and that was a religion of peace. And I said, dude, you better read the Koran. It's the only religion I know that sanctions warfare and says it's okay. You can fight in the name of Allah. And uh, there's even, did you know that in the Quran, and I've read the Quran, there are rules of engagement. Did you know that? There are rules of engagement, just like we have for our military when they go into the field. So when you put your hands up, they're supposed to stop throwing bows and arrows or spears or whatever at you and take you in as a prisoner of war. Yeah, well, it's a little own Geneva Convention thing going on in there. Yeah, yeah, but that was, what, 1,700 years ago. And, uh, by the way, you, you have a choice. It's a very democratic religion. You can convert or they'll chop your head off. And uh, so I <laughs> thought that was, that was kind <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, you got a choice, sure. And, and so he said, I didn't know all that. I said, have you read the Quran? He said, no. I said, you need to read it. I mean, and what, what Muhammad Ali said is that he did not want to go to war and fight against his brother Muslims in Vietnam. Well, at that time in Vietnam, there were no Muslims. They, they were either Buddhist or Catholics. And, uh, and you know, I work with a lot of Vietnamese uh, nurses and a few doctors and uh, nurse anesthetists. Fascinating. And, of course, I've seen a lot of uh, Vietnamese who were of the, of the Vietnam era as well as their kids and heard the stories. And uh, fascinating, really. One guy I saw in the office um, he asked, he was a mil high up in the military in, in South, uh, South Vietnam. And so he was trying to figure out how to get out.
because he knew he'd go to prison. You know, they imprisoned a lot of the South Vietnamese military and uh, political leaders. Well, we and, didn't exactly have an elegant exit from Vietnam. <laughs> well, you can't put the Democrats in charge of a war. They don't know what the hell to do. They left it up to Nixon, and he was like, well, let's just get out. And, yeah. Uh, peace with honor. Yeah, right. So at any rate, uh, this guy, I said, how'd you get out? And he said, well, all my family said, if you act crazy and just wander around, you can eventually wander over to Laos or Cambodia and work your way over, over to Thailand, and, 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 and you'll, you'll be able to get to the United States eventually. So he wandered around like a crazy man, and they never bothered him, and he, that's how he got out. More power to him, I guess. Uh, you know, that was fascinating. Yeah. A lot of stories, a lot of stories, really. Uh, the, the saddest are the Cambodians. Oh, my God, what, what the Khmer Rouge did to that country and to those people. And I still have uh, Cambodian patients who escaped. Escaped guy, the cleansing he was doing over there? Yeah. Well, he killed, they killed about a third of the population yeah. of, of Cambodia. I mean, their own people. Just, yeah. They, what was it, what's the name of the movie? I can't remember. They made a movie out of that. The Killing Field. Oh, it was The Killing Field. Okay. If you want to know so more that about was it. A sad, that was a sad, sad situation. And I saw some of the women uh, back in the early 80s who had just gotten out and were um, here in the United States and they came to the health department. I'd put in a, an afternoon a week at the health department and uh, help out. And, oh, they were just shell-shocked. I mean, you know, they saw their own kids and husbands uh, beheaded and mm. uh, marched to death and worked to death. And, oh, just really oh, sad. Oh, my goodness. Sad, sad, sad. We don't know how lucky we are, buddy boy. That's why people hang on to... You know, aircraft wheel wells. That's right. That's right. They get and, here. And, uh, you know, the, the the whole situation with California thinking they're better than the rest of us and that they do more for the country than we do or uh, Texas or New York. Actually, it looked like on my on my little brief study that I did yesterday that New York and, and Florida now pay per capita more than California and Texas. Now, of course, California pays the most yeah, in in dollars because it's forty million people and we're only what twenty two million, so, but it's it's not that. I mean, it thirteen percent is is not a whole lot. That's probably about what percentage of the population uh, California comprises. So yeah, he's not paying fifty one percent. No, that's baloney. You yeah, know, just I, where do they make this stuff up? I, this guy said he was a director. I said, what do you direct? He said, I direct uh, commercials. I said, okay, that's pretty cool. I'm thinking he must be doing reasonably well. Yet his mother-in-law is paying for the for the cruise. <laughs> well, <laughs> good point. What's wrong with this picture? But no, we had we parted friendly, and I, you know, I wished him well, and I, I hoped he had a good time. And I have no animosity towards him. Uh, he that just doesn't know. I mean, it's like this guy in the parking lot. He's misinformed. He yeah, yeah, misinformed, and he said. Oh, you know, Christians have killed more people than any other religion. I said, what are you talking about? He said, to the Ku Klux Klan. Well, he's black, you know, and grew up in the South. That's going to be a big deal for him, and I understand that. But, I mean, how many people do you think the Ku Klux Klan killed? A um, few thousand? At tops, yeah. Oh, at tops. And, uh, but, but it's so sensationalized, and it's, uh, you know, it's kept alive by our press and by our memories, uh, and he said, well, the Ku Klux Klan was in the White House. And I think he was probably referring to Trump. And he said somebody that was in the Ku Klux Klan made some statement about God and this and that. And I said, dude, 
Jesus said, don't kill. He didn't say don't kill except on Tuesdays <laughs> when it's wet outside. He said, you know, you don't kill, you turn the other cheek. I said, anybody who doesn't do that is not practicing Christianity the way Jesus intended it. And I said, look, it's St. Paul's church, not Jesus's church. He said, oh, I'll agree with that. Hmm. So, I mean, he was an intelligent guy, you know, just misinformed. Yeah. I said, you need to read the Quran. I said, you need to really study. I mean, in the Indian subcontinent, when the Muslims came in, they killed tens of millions of people. Tens of millions. I mean, they just beheaded them. You don't convert yeah. off with the head. So that's All right. that. <laughs> that was friendly, wasn't that's it? A nice way to start the new year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to, uh, oh, by the way, they caught that suspect out and, and uh, did the quadruple murder in Idaho. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard they, I heard they caught somebody. What was his story, though? What, what, who is his he? His name is Brian Christopher Koberger, K-O-H-B-E-R-G-E-R, and he is a graduate student in criminology. <laughs> You're kidding. I, I kid you not. And... Uh, uh, and so, you know, the uh, everybody's saying, well, where's the weapon? And uh, what's a woman's name on Fox News that does the, uh, uh, does the uh, what do you call it, the crime shows? She's got the southern accent. I can't remember her name. She said, well, you'll never find that weapon. He was a criminology major. He knew what to do to get rid of it. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my God. So they caught him in Pennsylvania, and uh, they they matched the car that was spotted in the area with his car and they did a DNA family analysis. Pretty cool. So the way you do that is that, you, is that to I mean, well, I've never heard of that before. DNA family analysis. Yeah. So you, uh, you get, you get the DNA from, from the, uh, from the site, from the scene of the crime. And, you know, they isolated out. Of course, there was a lot of DNA they had to sort through. There were four victims. There was the perpetrator. And then, of course, it was a college uh, rental house, so there was a lot of other DNA. So it took them weeks to sort it all out. You got all this stuff intermixed. And so they got his DNA, and it, he wasn't in the system. So then they started looking at uh, potential family members that might be in the system. And, you know, somebody's probably in the system. Somebody was in the military or somebody was a uh, 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 secret service or something. And, and so their DNA is on file. And so then they find the family member and they start uh, backtracking to uh, which family member it might be. It's pretty neat. I didn't know it was that precise. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. They even, there's a company that will even give you a picture of the person you're looking for. And it's not going to be hundred percent accurate, but it'll, it'll have, uh, the, the basic facial features, the color, color of eyes, hair, stuff like the color that, of yeah. hair. Oh yeah, and and uh, they and they've caught a few people that way. Amazing, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. The technology's changing so fast, Ken. Just when you thought everything was calm and peaceful in the new year, dang. Hey, not if you read what Nostradamus had to say about 2023. I'm reading all over the internet about that too. What's it say? That Nostradamus gonna... apparently um, predicted that this would be the year the Antichrist arrives. And World War Three starts, and a couple other things. So well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, the Antichrist. I don't know about that because. Uh, well, he wasn't he clear. Had, Does he mean that the Antichrist is being born this year, or is you know reaching power this year? 
Well, you know, I talk to God weekly. We have a meeting, and I haven't heard anything about the Antichrist. So, um, <laughs> it's not on Jesus, his radar right now. Huh? No, okay. I think Jesus is still tops, and that's okay. He's that's fine. Guy. Yeah. yeah that's anyway, so that's what Nostradamus is saying about 2023. Well, God bless him. Did he predict that there's an outbreak of measles in Ohio? No, but they say he did predict the COVID-19 pandemic a couple of years ago. I thought that was me. Was that him? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was him. We get confused. Back from the 1500s, yeah. So Yeah. And we'll see. A lot of those are so vague, though. You know, you could apply them to any number of things. But well, you're Monday, you're Monday morning quarterbacking. I mean, you can oh, yeah. find an instance that will, you know, relatively match up with what he said. But, yeah, he, yeah. you know, he, he talks about, you know, the, the cities burning at certain latitudes and longitude. Yeah, is it a big fire or is it a nuclear blast, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you know, California's on fire half the time. So that's right. That's, I mean, it's you know, it's like there's going to be a fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's very there's general. There's going to be a snowstorm in the Rockies. <laughs> Don't put too much faith in old Nostradamus, but you can put your faith in the doc. You can absolutely and, and should. You should be his patient. Why aren't you? That's my question. That's that's true. And all those eighty measles cases, they better come see me. I know how to cure the measles. Isn't there um, a vaccine for that? There is, but you know what's happening is with the pandemic and the anti-vax movement now, a lot of the mothers aren't getting their kids vaccinated, so that's going to be a problem. And the the main thing is polio. That's the one. Uh, tetanus, it's rare, and we can probably uh, keep you alive through a tetanus, but polio, you know, you, you'll end up, uh, we don't have any real treatment for that. You'll end up paralyzed if you get a bad case. Well, I hope parents are catching up on these things. Yeah, get your kid in and, and vaccinate them, for God's sakes. And don't be a weenie. Don't be Dr. a weenie. Bill. That's right. Dr. Bill will come and get you. Speaking of Dr. Bill, he has some delightful coffee mugs. I don't know if you all know that. Oh, They're beautiful, gorgeous. They are beautiful. They're... And I, I just sent out a couple a few days ago to our winner from last week or two weeks ago. I, I'm a little late. And it's time to send some out again, Doc. Let's do it. And Let's then we'll do talk a question. Steven Tyler. Okay. Now you, yeah, now you've intrigued me, uh, Doctor Bill. Your Radio MD coffee mugs, two of them up for grabs. All you have to do is be the first person to answer the uh, following question: Doc is remote working today. Where is Doc? So, if you know where Doc is, give us a call eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. Where is the doctor broadcasting from today? And, I'm uh, the doctor. That's I'm right. the doctor. Exactly. Where is he? Eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. The first correct caller will win. So call now. Now, what about before Stephen we, Tyler? Yeah. Before we go to break, I want to tell you, Stephen Tyler's accuser Julia Holcomb speaks out on allegations of childhood sexual abuse. She claims that Tyler talked her mother into giving him custody of her when she was sixteen, so he could use her for sexual. Uh, pleasures. Um, and so now she's suing him because the California laws have changed the statute of limitations. <clears throat> and I guess Stephen's not looking too good. I think his band members sent him to rehab a few times. More but, than a uh, few, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Harold Smith now, knew how to do it right. <laughs> now, I don't say. know if this is true or not, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's hard to defend against these uh, sexual allegations by women. You know, I've had to actually move uh, to several different states over the years. 
And now I'm going to move to a break. I so think I we should probably do that. Coffee. And we'll be right back. This is Dr. Bill and Ked, and we're doing a radio show today. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. New Year's celebrations swept across the globe last night, and we are officially in 2023 this morning, saying goodbye to a 2022 that marked the uh, the bringing of war to Europe for the first time in decades, a new chapter in the British monarchy, and global worries about inflation. Russian President Vladimir Putin's New Year's address to the nation was aggressive, including an attack on the West and Ukraine, with Russian soldiers in the background. Conflict in Ukraine casts a long shadow as Russia enters the new year. Cities curtailed festivities and fireworks last night. Moscow announced special performances for soldiers' children, featuring the Russian equivalent of Santa Claus. And Chief Justice John Roberts is praising programs that protect judges, saying, quote, we must support judges by ensuring their safety. The Chief Justice's comments in an annual year-end report about the federal judiciary. This is SRN News. My brother. Hey, I'm 860 The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 6411-727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. It'll be cloudy with dense fog in the morning, then times clouds in the sun in the afternoon, the high will be 75. Tonight areas low clouds in the evening, followed by some low clouds and fog, the low will be 67. 
Tomorrow areas of fog in the morning, otherwise warm with partial sunshine and a high 80. Tomorrow night, patchy clouds and a low 68. On Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high 82. That's your Accurate the Forecast. I'm Garrett Beck for AM 860, The Answer. And we're back. Happy New Year to everybody. And Ken, Happy New Year to you too, buddy boy. Happy New Year, Doc. Anybody ever, did they still play this song at midnight? Did you hear it anywhere last night? I know the I rock was, shows probably don't play it. You're talking about at midnight, I was passed out. <laughs> <laughs> so was I, obviously. Otherwise, I was I dead, and I'm not sure whether it was sleep or, or wine, but probably a mixture of both. <laughs> any rate, we had a great evening. We went out to dinner, and uh, I watched some of the uh, Georgia game and fell asleep about halfway through and i hear they pull it out at the tail end we talked about that earlier in the show but here's the thing that's really surprising is the drop in housing prices across the country from the high of last year it, housing prices are down about 40 percent, which is the biggest biggest drop since world war ii i don't think that's um, true in florida though no i don't think florida's been affected at least not this the southern florida not not on our coast and not on the east coast southeast and Southwest coast, we've held up well. In fact, one of my neighbors has put his, my next door neighbor put his unit on sale and he's asking more than any other unit has been sold for in our uh, townhome complex. So apparently he's very confident and I guess the realtors are too that they're going to get what they want for this. There's just not enough inventory for everybody who wants to come down for Florida right now. So that's going to keep prices high. Well, yeah, and uh, that the inventory is uh, down to a three-month reserve, and it's probably lower than that in Florida. And and we're getting more and more people every month, every day. People are moving to Florida. Tell me about it. They're they're leaving New York, and they're leaving California, and they're leaving uh, the high tax states, and they're coming down here. And none of them uh, know how to drive. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it gives the police something to do. I guess so. But the left lane is not to go slow in. The left lane. No, is, it's not. No, it's not. You should do that in the right lane or even the center lane. Well, but if you if you pass those people and you look at them, I mean, you know, they're they're like 100 years old and they're looking through the steering wheel. Well, and not over here's it. a clue. If you're in the left hand <laughs> lane and people in the lane next to you to the right are passing you, you're in the wrong lane. That's true, but Move you over. have a hard time convincing most people of that. Get out of my way. My son included. <laughs> He'll go in the left lane just because I say, you're not supposed to be in the left lane if you're not going fast. I'm driving, Pop. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in the comp- uh, continuing passing mode, I guess. Yep. So. And But at any rate, we've, we're seeing a housing market, uh, I guess, what would you call it, a recession or? Oh, I wouldn't use that word yet. A revision or reduction? Reduction, uh, yeah. I mean, correction. How about correction? Correction is good. I like correction. So there's a correction going on, and uh, if we see an unemployment layoff in the new year, then housing market's really going to have a hard time. I guess the interest rates are just too high for most people. They're like six, seven percent for a new mortgage now. You have to find lesser house, yeah. And you got to get a smaller house, and of course the prices went completely crazy. Doc, still there? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Okay, you dropped out a second. I did. Am I back? You're back. Okay, I'm sorry. I must have touched the wrong button. 
wait a minute, I don't have any buttons here. <laughs> you, you see, I'm the one doing that, yeah. You're, you did that. <laughs> so we're gonna, so we're, we'll see a slight correction in Florida, but it's not going to be severe like around some of the places no, in the country. No, we'll I don't see. Think so. Like, I don't think, you know, the housing prices in Idaho are going to hold up. No, they're already falling yeah. dramatically. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a buyer's market in a lot of the country, so. Well, so, we got, we've got these coasts, and people love it, plus no yep, taxes, no, no income tax, and that. Yeah, and our, our tax per capita, our state taxes, that includes sales tax, and, and of course, there's no personal income tax in the state, uh, and property taxes and all that are really not that bad. I mean, they're, they're not the lowest in the country. We're about in the middle when it comes to what we're paying in uh, state-level taxes, so. That's not bad at all, and I tell people, come to Florida, and there's no estate tax. Yeah, well, I I was paying seven thousand in property taxes up in the Chicago area before we moved down here. Oh yeah, and that was probably for what a one room apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a nice quad home, but it was still a lot of money. Well, you were out in the suburbs too, weren't you? You better watch. I was going to live in that city. Well, I mean, if you live to have a town, suicide, you'd probably pay what? four times that in taxes. Oh, maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I well, don't... we paid a lot in uh, taxes when we lived inside the the country club on the water. We were paying, I don't know, ten, fifteen thousand a year. But now we're down to a couple grand a year now that we're in the townhouse. But uh, it, it's it's not cheap, uh, but still, it's it's not as expensive as New York State or California yeah, property right. taxes. So. That's good. That's good. I the doc. I hate to tell you this, but we didn't get a winner today. No one won, or no, no one called. No one. No one called. Well, it's New Year's Day. What you know, you that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's nine o'clock in the morning. I think Joe shot probably should have just given us the day off like he did last week. <laughs> well, but no. Also, I think we didn't talk about it enough. We only mentioned it once that you were well. Tell them where you are. You're doing, the question was, "Where is Doc doing the show from today?" Where you? Where you're Cocoa doing the Beach, show? Florida. Cocoa Beach. That's right. Home of the I East Dream of Genie. Of, of Florida. <laughs> that, that's true. <clears throat> so the Illinois Supreme Court they halted this pretrial fairness act, which uh, was uh, going to allow some counties to have no cash bail uh, for people that were arrested, and the Supreme Court of, of Illinois said no. You can't do that. So they got to keep cash bail in place until they can sort it out or the legislature can fight it out or whatever they're going to do up there. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, bravo to the to the Illinois Supreme Court. Yep. Bravo. I think they're all Democrats. I I think they're all Democrats, too. Every one of them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, they're probably thinking, dang, do I want these people in my neighborhood (laughs) running around after they've just been locked up for murder and rape? Well, what they did was they tried to change the Constitution of Illinois without giving the people a right to vote on it, and that's where they made their mistake. So the whole thing's being thrown out on an unconstitutional issue. There you go. Yeah. And it should be. It should be, yes. That's why, with, that's why people get their say. That's right. And, and they, pass it like, they pass it like 4 in the morning on a Sunday or something. It was crazy. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a strange world when you have no, no cash uh, bail bond. I mean, you know, it. First of all, how are you going to get? What's the incentive for somebody to come back to court? There is none. Gonna, there is none. You know, here's. And, the, and how are you going to keep people in in uh, in custody? I mean, uh, you, you got to keep some of these people off the street. They're they're insane, Ken. They're insane. I mean, 
people say, well, you know, prison is punishment and the punishment's too severe. You know what? Prison is is more than punishment. It's protection. It keeps you and me safe from these crazy people. That's right. It's society saying we don't want you here anymore. So go yeah, away. I mean, that you, and one of my friends said, well, you know, you believe in in capital punishment, but you don't believe in abortion. I said, listen, a kid in utero has not had the test of life. The guy that's on death row, he has been given the test of life. And guess what? He flunked. He flunked it. <laughs> he did not make it. That's and, right. Uh, Little baby didn't do anything wrong. No, not yet. Let him come out well, and then, then let the little brats do what they're going to do. But <laughs> for now, leave them alone. Leave them in the womb. And, and oh, did you hear Microsoft? Did you hear that uh, on the news that uh, was announced right before the show? That Microsoft, that they are giving time off and paid leave and and uh, travel money for getting an abortion. And then the, the president and the COO came out and said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> we don't have enough people coming behind us to, to work. We're losing population. And that's true. It's well, worldwide. Yeah, that's right. Well, in the developed world, worldwide, it's, it's shrinking. Everything's going down. Yeah, Japan had a real problem with that for many a, de- a decade at least. Oh, yeah, and uh, South Korea, and I think our birth rate's just about it. Uh, uh, I think it's maybe uh, we're replacing ourselves, but maybe not. I think the only reason that we're keeping the population up is we're importing people from from south of the border. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Ken. I, I know we need, we need worker bees, but uh, I think we should have a more orderly way to do it. But it also affects things like Social Security. Not enough people putting into Social Security, and your payment's going to go down. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it jumped this year. We got a big increase. Yeah, that's the only inflation, I guess, or something. Yeah. Cola went up, whatever it is. I think if uh, the Democrats, uh, well, both the Democrats and Republicans hadn't voted for that, they'd all be voted out by the by the gray-haired ones uh, in the next election cycle. So they had to. Yeah, the baby boomers, we vote, so. Yes, we do. And we I'm, get getting, I'm, getting, I'm inching closer to Social Security. I'll be 64 on Tuesday, Doc. Well, you could get Social Security now. You can get it at 62 and a half, I think. You can oh, I could, yeah, but why? I'm, I enjoy working. Well, but you can you can work and get Social Security. But they, they tax it differently. No, they don't. It's the exact same. It goes into your into your gross income. It's treated as as uh, current income. Oh, they they, they oh they that's right. They uh they they uh, assess part of the tax to your Social Security money. Well, so if you let's say you let's say you make sixty thousand working for the radio station, and you collect another thirty thousand in 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 Social Security, and then you've got your deductions and all that, and they're you know, say that's twenty thousand, so. That's seventy thousand you're going to be taxed on. Doesn't matter where it came from. Hmm. Doesn't matter if it's Social Security. Doesn't matter if it's work. Uh, it's current income, and it gets taxed at the same rate. So if you're in the thirty percent tax bracket, you're going to pay what twenty one thousand. Well, I've been debating whether to take it now or wait till I hit sixty six. I have to wait till I hit sixty six and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I would. I, my recommendation to people who are asking me is take it now. Because you don't know what's going to happen in the future, and you're going to get about the same amount of money uh, if you live to 85 as whether you took it when you were 62 and a half or 70. Hmm. I think you have to start taking it at 71 
Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But you're going to get about the same amount of money because they just, they, they say from 65 to 85, uh, here's what you're going to get. And so then they just divide it up differently if you're going to take it earlier or later. So ladies and gentlemen, my doctor is officially recommending that I take my social security early. Is this something I should be concerned about? Have you quit smoking? <laughs> no. Take it. <laughs> Take it now while you Quick. get it. Is that what you're saying? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Message delivered, Doc. Thank you. <laughs> Only because I love you. You've seen there. the test results, right? <laughs> I've seen the test results. And uh, by the way, uh, speaking of, of ill health, China's really struggling with this COVID, but apparently it's predominantly Omicron. But you know what they're saying now is they're saying, well, yeah, we got a lot of cases and we're a little overwhelmed but it's not that bad. And most people aren't that sick. And uh, the main problem is going to be out in the provinces and in the countryside where there's really not adequate health care, not, not what we would think of as health care in the West. So it's still a third world country in a lot of China and they're struggling and, uh, and they're fighting back against uh, CNN criticizing them for, for staying shut down for so long and, uh, and now opening up and having this big surge of COVID. But, you know, to the Chinese, uh, I don't know if they plan this, but to their to their benefit, it's if it's Omicron, there's a lot less morbidity and mortality with that. So maybe they inadvertently did the right thing, you know. Well, it, I'm, I imagine there's still some folks in China would not have even had the opportunity to get the first vaccine. Well, plus the vaccine that they had, the, the Sinovax was a it was a. Uh, 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 an activated uh, COVID virus, which was not very effective. So you'd have to get several doses just to uh, get some immunity. Mm. But uh, who knows? Well, if they open up, the price of gas is going up. That's for sure. The price of gas is going up, baby. That's for sure. If they come out, because you couldn't believe the number of cars there are in Beijing. I mean, it is packed. The interstates are bumper to bumper for 100 miles around town. And some of these interstates are like 18 lanes. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're unbelievable. Yeah. And so we're driving down, and the cab driver's taking, taking us somewhere. We're on the interstate. Here's this little old guy in his uh, Maoist-era uh, jacket with his communist star on it, sweeping the shoulder. <laughs> He's sweeping the shoulder. Now, I don't know if he was hired or if it was punishment or if he just was out there trying to do some good for the for the country, but it looked like this little 70, 80 year old guy was out there with his little broom. Well, they have the surplus people there to do stuff like that. Uh, you know, and they don't have a big welfare system. Yeah. So you don't work, buddy. You're in deep doo doo. So go out there and sweep, sweep the interstate. Yeah. You might get fed. <laughs> Watch your step though. No, you know, those cars are moving fast. Meanwhile, back here in Arizona, Carrie Lake sued to have the election overturned or recounted. And I guess the judge threw it out. And so, Katie Hobbs, the governor now, wants her sanctioned and uh, so that she can be fined and the Republican committee that backed her can be fined. And the court said, no, you can't do that. I mean, she has a right to challenge it. You yeah. can't find her just because she, she uh, just because some judge said no, she doesn't have a case and threw it out. But uh, I did not know she was a news reporter. Oh, yeah. She's um, oh, big time out there, I think, for many, many years. Yeah. In the Phoenix area. So that's their largest market, you know. She was so confident, too. Oh, my God. I think and there's been a lot of talk, and I kind of agree with it. She might make a nice running mate for one Donald Trump. 
Well, probably, but I don't I don't know. Uh, I mean, if Trump gets the domination, of course, I'll vote for him. But uh, I think he might have a have a real challenge with uh, DeSantis. I think the base is shifting a little bit. And, uh, you know, they're tired of hearing about having lost the uh, the 2020 election because of illegalities and chicanery and all that. And, uh, you know, whether it's true or not, there, there comes a time when you got to just put that behind you and move on. And even for the Democrats, I mean, this January 6th thing, they're, they've beaten this to death and uh, they're still trying to find something to, to, uh, to arrest or charge Trump with as a criminal. Uh, I guess his tax returns are now the next big thing. I haven't um, heard any bombshells come out of there yet. No. Well, what they're going to say is that he, he tilted the tax laws in his favor so that he could get the write-offs. Come on, that's not what that tax law did, but uh, they're going to try that one. And what he did, which is not uncommon, what you do is uh, you hold, if you have limited partnerships and you have losses, then you take those losses and you apply it to your uh, income tax and you, it's a deduction. But that, I mean, that's been in our tax code for, for decades. And there's nothing illegal about that. However, they're going to go after him, I guarantee you. Well, I guess there were a couple of years there he didn't pay any taxes, but there are a lot of companies in this country that don't pay any taxes for whatever reason. Like you said, they lost money. Yeah. I mean, uh, his real estate ventures, if they're, if they're not making money, then there's no income, then there's no tax. I mean, most of what he does is owns hotels, pandemic, duh. You, you know, know, he, uh, he, he, he owns... Uh, he's a general partner and hundreds of limited partnerships that have built properties all over the world. And, uh, you know, there's no guarantee that the hotel in Moscow is going to do well, especially if a war starts, you know. And they probably all lost money during the pandemic. I mean, I, I oh, I'm sure most of them did. There was no travel and yeah. uh, everything was shut down. And most of his properties are, are resort type properties. So it doesn't surprise me he had to no. take some losses. Yeah. No. Uh, but they'll they'll beat him up on that. Although with the Republicans coming into the House now, the, a lot of these uh hearings are going to be sidetracked and waylaid, you know, the the January 6th uh Oh, that's all it? gone. That's all done. Yeah, that's done. They 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 figured that out that there wasn't anything there and I think two guys got arrested and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Or convicted. I mean, they arrested a whole bunch of people. Well, we'll see what the Department of Justice does all with that because they sent all their in evidence over there, supposedly. So, well, they're going to have a hard time because the Department of Justice is going to be busy answering the Republicans uh, about <laughs> why, why they didn't take take up this uh, Hunter Biden case and why they tried to influence uh, the social media and direct them. Uh, I mean, look, once the government steps into the social media, it's no longer private. That's, that's a First Amendment mm. issue, my friend. Yeah. That's a First yep. Amendment issue. Well, I don't well, think I don't think Garland has, quite frankly, the guts to uh, indict a president, a former president. I hope not, because it would be a real stain on our on our democracy. And, uh, you know, I would I would say that. Nixon resigning was about as close as I want to get to um, having some kind of sanction against a president. And, uh, you know, they were going to impeach him. Now, I don't know if that would have made it through the Senate, but uh, the House was ready to impeach Nixon, and he did not want that stain on his record, so he resigned. But uh, 
if Trump had done that, he would have had to resign several times. <laughs> 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 Poor guy. They beat the crap out of they him. They did I mean, every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. And uh, I didn't blame him for being upset and losing his cool from time to time. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a narcissistic and he's a bravado and arrogant and all that. But, hell, most of the presidents have to be narcissistic or they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to run. You have to think you're the best. Exactly. Yeah. To take this kind of abuse. Oh, yeah. You have to have an ego. You have to. You, you got to have an ego. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the uh, big auto companies in the United States, they're they're in a building boom. Did you know that? They're they're building new factories for, guess what? Electric cars. Electric cars and electric batteries. Hmm. So this is the biggest boom, building boom in decades for the uh, auto industry in my uh my neighbor across the street, uh, who, as you know, works for GM as a political liaison. He's at all these openings and, you know, they opened a big, huge plant in Southern Ohio and one in Illinois and um, they're going to town. Uh, and, but a lot of the manufacturing is shifting to the South. So we're getting some of those, um, some of those revenues down here. Well, that union, those know, union wages up North. Yeah. Help. Uh, the other thing is, how many employees is this really going to uh, bring in? Because I'm sure a lot of this is automated now. Most of it, I would think, yeah. Yeah, they're, they got robots that do most of the work. So Good about two-thirds yeah. of the new auto investment revealed over the past two years is going to sites in the U.S. South. Not bad, not bad. So they're they're trying to race to get their electric vehicles ramped up and running, and I guess that'll bring down the price, but my – my wife still wants me to buy a Tesla. I said, that's twice the amount of money of any other electric vehicle. And what do you get? And you don't get anything much more. I know, but we got stock in it. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so how's the stock price doing on Tesla? I haven't been following it. Oh, it's, it's fallen down by 50% over the 50? past year. Really? Yeah. It'll oh. come back. Yeah. It, it's going to be a while and you know twitter will come back but it's going to be a few years and I, I think that's probably not a bad time to think about buying some of these stocks they are getting pretty low but you might want to wait a few months and see how the first quarter goes of uh, 2023 and see what mccarthy does if he gets a speakership he's got some he's got a small group of ultra conservatives that think he's too liberal did you know that yeah i've, I've been reading about that a group of five or whatever they're called yeah mm -hmm. And they could shift the balance. They could get the Democrats to vote with them against McCarthy. <laughs> uh, uh, you got to love it. You got to love it. Only in politics, my friend. I know. It's always like that. It's yep. it's kind of sad in, in a little little bit. It's they, a little they're supposed to be sad. working for us, you know. Let's get to work. Let's do something. Yeah. Let me hear uh, some ideas. I don't care who's got them. Just let me hear some. It's like any marriage, though. I mean, you, you, you're not going to get what you want unless you give. And even then, if you're married to a woman, that is, you're probably not going to get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but you're right. You're right. The, the, our government's been based on compromise all, yeah, always it, from the from day one, from the you know I mean, Declaration of Independence. All, the, all relationships are the same. I mean, they're just different levels of intimacy and business and uh, power and money and interaction, but they're all the same. I mean, you know, you got to compromise if you're in a marriage, you got to compromise if you're raising kids and, uh, you know, you got to compromise if you're in the job, if you're on the job, you got to do what you got to do. 
It's getting close to the end of the show, and I want to remind everybody, I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and we have a practice in St. Pete. We also do telemedicine, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We see, we see Americans, Ken. We see Canadians. We see travelers and visitors. We see everything. Even smokers. Smokers and a few dogs and cats have wandered in over the years. And, we, got, we got about 18 seconds here, Doc. Give your phone number out there. 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Happy New Year, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Doc. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.